Hey folks, it's Steve, the bad boy of the HLP, here to welcome you to a new episode of the Mainline Show. Things are really heating up here at Hideous Laughter Productions, and I can't wait for you all to finally hear all of the great new content we've got cooking right now. With all these new releases not that far off, I wanted to switch gears today and ask for a little support which I promised will cost you nothing more than just a few moments of your time. I know it sounds basic and you've heard it from us all before, but though this show thrives on our dedicated listener base, it can't keep growing if that listener base doesn't grow as well. So so how can you help? Well, take a look at your podcast platform. Is there an opportunity to rate us on there with a couple kind words about our story, vibe, or audio quality? If so, please, please leave us a review. If not, or if you want to go above and beyond, a simple retweet of some of our content or recommendation to your friends IRL and virtual truly goes a long way. There are Pathfinder forums, Discord servers, and subreddits out there too, where we always see huge bumps if folks recommend us to the community. Please consider taking a couple moments to recommend us there, and bonus points if you help promo the new show dropping June 4th. It's pretty simple. If the collective you help us spread the word, we will need to produce more content to satisfy the growing community. Thanks again for your listens, love, and words of support as we journey into book four and begin all of our new adventures outside of Carrion Crown. Welcome to episode 141, Scum 141. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 141. Last episode was kind of wild. Speaking of wild, Brooks, what's you drinking over there? Oh, thanks, Trip. I thought the the resident wild boy was Steve. For some reason. Definitely the resident For some reason. We actually have to clear this up. You are the resident wild boy. I'm the HOP resident bad boy. We've established this. That's we we've been through this last weekend. I support the Bro- I support the Brooks one. <laughs> I don't support the Steve one. <laughs> well, I am drinking a Wolf's Ridge Pup. It is an easy IPA, locale, hazy, tropical. Wonder if Ickmer's working on making any pups. I didn't say it's canon now. Ickmer's had a baby. That's what it hasn't been that's that what long. It has like not three been three weeks. <laughs> I, I don't know wolf systems. <laughs> you guys are only in Abaddon for a couple of days. Uh, good for Ickmer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go get him, boy. <laughs> Steve, what are you getting, boy? All right. I am drinking a nitro vanilla porter tall boy from Breckenridge Brewery out in Colorado. These are pretty fine beers. Quite a release on that. That's it. I don't want to use quite a release. <laughs> it can't hiss way more than I thought it would. <laughs> Well, hi, I'm Griff. I'm I'm drinking a um a cherry limeade sparkling ice with dragonberry rum in it. And it's 
a little heavy on the rum. Dragonberry doesn't <laughs> necessarily go that well with cherry limeade. Yeah, it's not probably the one I'd pick. Well, you know, it's, it's the one I got for now. Uh, speaking of the one I got for now, hey, Haley, what'd you got? I have the Patreon beverage. Uh, it was suggested by Bipolar Pop-Tart, and it is the Bog Witch. One part Everclear. Honk, 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 honk. One part wah, 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 wah. gin. One part yeah, yeah. rum. And three parts pineapple juice. I yeah, hate honk, Got me gin. honking like a goose over here. Yeah. Money back if you don't honk by the end of the beverage. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be honking by the end of the beverage. Which it sounds like if that's got Everclear in it, you'll be honking by the end of that. It's I, I think I've I think I've covered it enough. But there's just like the mildest of gin flavors still there and never goes away. Well speaking of somebody that never goes away. She's always been here every week, grinding after grind. Emily, what you drinking? I am also drinking a passion fruit rum beverage, but mine is a sparkling strawberry kiwi. I think it goes together. Pretty well. Nice and refreshing. Decent. Well, we don't have to roll off because Steve's drinking next and he's not saying anything. So hopefully. You know what? (laughs) HOP bad boy up in here. You all know what to do. You know what it is. Let's go. He's all right. All right, Emily, you ready? I'm putting that in quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make, make sure you yep. put maybe make sure you bad put boy. bad boy in quotes. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't work in compliance anymore. I'm wildin'. You still work in compliance here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so when last we met our heroes, they had to deal with a spawning canker that erupted out of the vizier's body and proceeded to attack them. Then there were even more, even more of these slug spawn. And they gave us quite, quite some trouble, but we managed to kill them off. Eclipse knocked herself unconscious. And then we found some interesting information in the library. We found a a journal and some items, and the journal was written by a Manus Undiomede, former inhabitant of this place, and it mentioned his niece, Lyra. Eclipse found out that Manus's ghost is actually here, and now inhabits her what number implement is this? Number four? Fourth implement. Yeah. It is my fourth implement. And you guys leveled up. Fifth implement. Fifth. Fifth implement. Oh. Well, who are we forgetting? We got the bell. We got the mirror. We got the axe. We got the doll. Who's five? A little girl. She's a mirror. Oh. Um, is Aaron L. the marble? Is the marble an implement? No. Um. I actually, I have a... a Busted up one that I've had since the beginning, but it's not haunted because my first implement's not haunted. Oh, so it's just a lame busted up one. <laughs> I got all these haunted knickknacks and this fucking old broken stick. Hey, it means something to me. It's got two charges left on it. Carrying around trash. It's got two charges, but I don't know if it works. What's the wand? That's fine. We'll, we'll, 
Hmm. It's a fucking Wanda wish. She just put, <laughs> on her, she put on her fucking level one it's, character. It's a hand me down. Hmm. Yeah, from who? My dad. <laughs> okay. Well, that's where we find our heroes. You're in the library. You've just learned a lot of shocking information. What are you doing? Hmm. Truly distressing about the young lady Lyra and her mother. But I am concerned that we have not figured out who's taking this cloak of resistance plus two yet. <laughs> wow, okay, we're gonna go straight into into the items. Okay, but really we do have uh, some items we gotta divvy up. Alright, well, I assume everybody wants that cloak of resistance because it's better than anything any of you have. Fuck yeah, it is. So, probably roll off on that. Oh yeah. The roll's coming. I mean, I'll... I'll roll off for this one. I definitely Greedy didn't to get roll it. On that. <laughs> definitely didn't get it. Well, I got you beat, dude. By a little s- bit. Yep. What you got for the listeners? You know, I I looked at my cloak and thought, you know, I'm not gonna be too greedy about this, so I'll let somebody else take it. What number stylish? did you get? It might be Probes. a one. A one? Yeah. And I, I got him whipped right now with a two. It's double his. You got a seven. Jeff, All right, fucking... I got a nine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not taking it. I I will let someone else. Uh, we can go to the next highest. Okay. I was just rolling to roll. Okay. It's a cloak of resistance, too. It'll be really nice to have a cloak of resistance. I can't believe you don't have a cloak of resistance at... Literally, like I think, I, I think all of the cultists <laughs> had one or something. Like there have been multiple cloak of resistance drops this adventure. I'm not, I'm not fucking around. There have been so many. Well, the fact you, that you don't have one is negligence on your part. Did you have like a different cool cloak? No, it's on? not like she oh, had okay. the fucking, the fucking. I've been cloakless. Yeah. And even when, even when, she, even when Lyra had the manta ray cloak, then she like gave her cloak to someone else. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I feel like at some point I had to have something, right? Apparently not. I thought you had Lyra's cloak. I'm yeah, so did I. That. Yeah, because that was the cloak no, Lyra had. Right? Why would you, you didn't have it? Why would we have one? sold it? Oh. Oh my god, Haley. I didn't feel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Now you have a plus two. Did you make sure you put that on your sheet so I we can make sure that it goes to. <laughs> Because, I mean, if you don't put it on your sheet, it's just going to go into the abyss because everybody thinks you have it. Yeah, I put it on my sheet. All right. What else was cool? We have that trident. Yeah. Which I don't know that any of you is actually going to use, but it's definitely a good item to have if you're going underwater. Hint, hint. It's the trident of warning. So what I have done is I did at least put it on my sheet so that someone has it. Uh, it's It's a medium weapon, though. So if someone else would like to hold on to that. Because I can't technically use it. Sounds like Frey in the tombs. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds like it's probably a marshal. I don't know that for a fact, but a trident doesn't sound simple. In which case, I don't have proficiency, but I could hold it. If you could hold it. It's a, a trident is a one-handed martial weapon. It's the, yeah, specifically the trident of warning. And it's a martial and we just need someone to. to Wait a minute. Does that mean that someone can dual wield, dual wield tridents? Yes. Awesome. 
You can also uh, throw them. I did know that you could throw them because you told me about a character once. Correct. Yeah, because I, I had a character that could dual, weed, dual wield and throw tridents. But anyways. All right. All right. I believe we also had a plus three chain shirt. Is that something anybody was interested in? No. Too heavy for this boy. <laughs> I have armor that makes me go ethereal from a god. I'm not giving that up. True. I can't afford the armor check penalty for those skills. <laughs> At least I think there's an armor check penalty. I don't know. I didn't even consider picking this up. A uh, chain shirt is a... Is it light? Because I know there's chain... Oh, chain mail is probably the, the medium version. Chain mail's medium, yeah. yeah. Chain shirt's light. It's not a mithril chain shirt or anything, though, so it's still going to have an armor check penalty. I don't think uh, Frey is leaving that hericulum armor behind or whatever she has no and oh i I guess i shouldn't speak for you but it's it would be worse than what i have now anyway so all right well sellable item what else you got anything else to roll off on you're just gonna sell the rest of it a couple rings yeah freya is interested in the rings that we got so we already talked about the ring of protective life which is not functional because uh, it's already been used for the day. Uh, but there is that ring of force shield as well. And Freya doesn't always have her bow out. She does sometimes have a free hand. So she could activate that and get herself a better shield than her buckler. Nice. Do you guys have like a, a head slot open? No. Um, nope. No. Then I'll go ahead and grab that tiara. Okay. That was a non magical uh, one, but you did. Not the headband? There was a guy with a headband of inspired wisdom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> use that one. Probably. On secondary thought. You could look fly as fuck in like a 500 gold tiara. If the tiara is a head slot and then that's a headband, he could do both. That, yeah, that's fair. You'd look like a fool. He'd look good. But think of. Yeah, just think of how cool I'll go when when I'm stealthing around. (laughs) Call him the fish gold mouse. So, uh, yeah, I think that's also a good idea because with the amount of sanity damage that's been thrown around, you're not going to do well because your your mental stats are not great. You are uh, DPS, not not, uh, smarts. Yeah, this is, I guess, two characters in a row that have uh, <laughs> have uh, been made after their creator. I guess in that in that sense. <laughs> At least you're really dexterous, bud. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Griffin. I appreciate that. No, you're welcome. You play your characters really, really well, Brooks. <laughs> He just plays the hand he was dealt. <laughs> so you guys are in the library right now. You've divvied out some items. Eclipse, you've met a the ghost of uh, Lyra's uncle, and you have some clues in a journal, as well as a new implement in the form of a doll, and some of... Lyra and Manus's old clothes <laughs> if you wish to take that yeah so I know that Liana picked up the doll and brought it into the mirror, mirror but I'm 
It's not in the mirror. She like brought it over to you. Oh, brought it over to me. And went into the mirror. Gotcha. So then everyone else would see that Eclipse will pick up the doll. And uh, if there's space on like her belt or something, attach the doll uh, so that it's hanging off the side. Okay. And uh, she's kind of kind of pop back into conversation, I guess, or at least mentally come back. And look to Matumbe and say, Matumbe, Lyra's mom is... She's still here. Lyra's mother is still alive? Yeah. Interesting. I don't believe that these journal entries make mention of her demise, so it's certainly possible. But the journal entries are very specific in that... She was a troubled individual. Yeah, so y- you know, Mishime, how sometimes I just know things about things. This is one of those times. As cryptic as it is true, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know I have a history of all Oh, yeah, reading. absolutely. <laughs> hmm. Distressing news. Might you know where she is? I can't imagine she'd be far. She gave birth down there on that altar. I saw that, too. I see. I mean, truly, I do not, but I do take you at your (laughs) word. I... It pains me to think that Lyra's mother may be an evil force and still at work. We have come up against these evil forces time and again in this town. I fear it may lead to a confrontation with her. I will be ready for that confrontation. I hope you are as well. Yeah, I mean, no problems here. But, uh, I think she could be part of the neighbors down bay that we're going to grab the baby. Yes, I also got that impression from the journal. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like we know exactly where these neighbors are. No, I think she was coming here for the baby, or is here. And at that at that point, Matumbe kind of takes a step back. We do have a few rooms left to explore. We have the shed out back and some terrifying creature in the lake. The Matumbe of a few weeks ago wouldn't have deigned to imagine that the creature in something like the creature in the lake, some sort of horror, could be a normal-seeming woman, but truly we have seen terrifying visages here. Perhaps she has morphed into something that she is no longer. And Matumbe, I mean, there's also the portal. Yes. Yes, there is the portal. Who knows where it may lead us? I think at this point, we should grab the book that's discussed in this letter and journal if we can find it. Mm-hmm. And then clear out. Clear, clear the house, and then... Clear the house. And what do you say after that? Proceed into the portal? We yes. seem to have a key. Yes. It's a dangerous proposition, indeed. 
But the portal goes somewhere. And that somewhere must be important to these worshippers of the Indomitable Sea. Could be where we need to go. And for what these people are doing, no survivors. Our retribution and justice will be swift. We can't let them continue on doing what they have been with these poor children. We must put an end to it. I'm with you on this one, Eclipse. Yes. This uh, Leah character, uh, I was not able to meet her. Uh, her significance to you? I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> she was she was a, a fine woman. She meant a lot to us. That explains a lot. I feel like we have some things to discuss next time we have an opportunity to rest. I'll fill you in on the details. Okay, so it all started at a funeral. <laughs> funeral. <laughs> No eclipse, I think it starts much earlier. <laughs> but I, I guess we start at this, uh, this birth, birth and we uh, go from from there. Yeah, so uh, from here on out, uh, Brooks, in character Air Bear, I need you to listen to episode one until episode 140 so you can understand how we got to this point. <laughs> and then we can move on, huh? Or we could wrap it up right now and just do a clip show. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Let's go to the fire. Let's <laughs> make a fire outside and sit by the fire. And we roll the tapes. <laughs> all, the, all the lyric flashbacks, all the good times, and that one bad time where she died. But le- like, I mean, legitimately, I do. I think that we wouldn't have gone this this long, and like all the nights that we've stayed. I mean, at some point, we probably would have talked about her. In more detail, we or, or at least in general of like, you know, Alira was a friend or, or um, whatever we want yeah. to say. I still feel like you gotta. I mean, Air Bear, from Air Bear's perspective, he's literally the only one of you without a single connection to her. So it's I can understand. Like you probably only talked about her in passing. She's been dead for over a month. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is like we probably only talked to her in a friend stance, if anything, like passing friend. So I think it's probably good to clue him in on the like mission side of things as well. Yeah, you got to think he wasn't even there like episode one hundred when um, when Freya opened the letter. Right. That talked about her. Air Bear has been here when we've talked with Horace a little bit about Lyra, and then also like during the atonement, Freya had a vision with Lyra in it as well. So there have been a few ties. Right, but he wasn't a part of your atonement vision. Right? No, he, I mean, you got we talked about it. As a character, yeah, so, he doesn't really know anything about Lyra, so it makes no, sense that you would talk about her. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's why like, I think that, that at this point, I mean, Eclipse can start filling Air Bear in on uh, the rest of the details. I, I didn't... I don't know if we need to do that all in character unless you really want to. No, I, I'm just saying you're giving Brooks a hard time, and I'm like, it totally makes sense for his character to not know who the fuck Lyra is. It was just a- uh, actually, I'm just 
you know, burning daylight here to burn through this symbol of pain. <laughs> I'm burning out the clock. Well, hopefully you don't walk back through it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take the next hour to explain Lyra <laughs> to Hair Bear. Uh, well, why don't you guys make me a perception check? Okay. Ooh. While you're explaining, Lyra, can uh, In the Arms of an Angel by Sarah McLaughlin be playing in the background? I don't see why not. Perfect. Uh, I got a natural 20 for 32, and I'm sure uh, Matube could probably also still beat that. So. 21. Nice. I also got a 21. Nice. I got a 39. Yep. That's what I thought. Still yeah. in a simple pain. <laughs> I, I rolled super well on on the on both dice, okay. though. Yeah. So you said you wanted to be looking for this book. Yeah. And you have the ghost of its owner inside you now. He would point you to the bookshelves to where it was supposed to be. Okay. And there's a missing spot. Okay. It's uh, it's an all black book. Is it an all black book like the book that Eclipse was like has been like holding this whole adventure? Kind of all black book? Do you show it to him? Do you have that book? Yes, I have that book. I've had that since day one because you told me if I read it, it would make me go mad. Similar. <laughs> okay, similar. More rare oh, than this. Oh, that's concerning. Again, Matumbe would be very familiar with this book, at least, so Eclipse would uh, show Matumbe and say, From from what I can tell, it's going to be something similar to this, but this is where it went. I don't see it right now. Matumbe, with your 39, you can see that there's like a slimy residue on this empty spot. Having seen the slimy residue on the window earlier, does it appear similar? Similar, but not the same. Okay. Do I, I definitely crushed a knowledge check on scum at some point. Are, do scum have, <laughs> like, naturally greasy skin, like a frog or something? Yeah, they're amphibious, you'd think. Could be that, could be... Okay. Constantly slick. Yeah. Uh, nice. I don't know if it was the these evil scum that took the book, but it's possible. Could have been something else, too. Well, maybe we search. As we search the house, we just keep a lookout for this book. I think it's going to be important. I agree. I do agree. It is probably missing. I don't know if we will find it in the house unless we find someone with it in the house. Why not? Could be. So you leave the library with nothing else to really find here. You're back in the hallway. This hallway has portraits along the walls. Um, Each one represents the former heads of the Undiomede family. And the furthest one towards the door to the west is Cassius Undiomede, the founder of the town. There's two doors that you haven't entered yet. So you came from this lounge room where you fought Father Voltero 
there's a door to your left as you approach and a door straight on. Where would you like to go? I think we should go to the door right past the library. Yeah, that leftern one you you mentioned. That leftern one. The yeah. leftern. It's a good like natural clockwise way to work yeah. the house. Yeah, let's go leftern. <laughs> the weast, the mm-hmm. weast door. <laughs> sure. So you you open this door and you find the rotting remains of a wooden cradle and a small bed. It stands before a stone fireplace. There's a mobile formed from tiny seashells that dangles above the cradle, and it sways slowly in the breeze from an open window. What do you do? Matube looks to Eclipse, who has engaged him several times about Lyra. We heard in the journal that she was raised here. Do you think we are standing in Lyra's nursery? This is definitely Lyra's room. Yeah, the seashells are pretty dead giveaway. I, I mean, guess. but come on. <laughs> Let's take a look around and see if we can find anything of importance. Perception. Rolled a 14 for a 26. I have a strong connection with this room. I rolled a natural 20 for a 32. Matumbe's still going to well. beat me. <laughs> feel connected. I knew Lyra for longer with my 33. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's true. On the mobile, you see something embedded in one of the shells. And when you look at the shells, they're not your general beach fare. These came from deep in the lake. Mm. They're not shells you would normally find on the shore. One of the shells, the one in the center, is kind of a nautiloid shape. And embedded in it is a pink-green piece of sea glass, maybe. You think the shells in total would be worth money to somebody that collects them or probably some people in town these guys probably don't care probably some people in town <laughs> I don't think you're gonna be able to sell a single thing <laughs> must head back to town <laughs> but as far as the sea glass mm-hmm. does it look uh, well I guess I can't see if it's magical I was gonna do spellcraft but I would need someone to say it's magical Freya can try to detect magic yeah that shell is radiating magic if she focuses, what type of magic before Eclipse goes up and touches it? I believe it's transmutation. Are we going to touch it? That's the Lopper's magic. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eclipse will touch it as soon as she says it's transmutation. Yeah, Freya points it out. She shares. So you you detect magic on it. You see that it seems to be radiating magic onto the crib. Okay. Oh. From the mobile. Did you say Eclipse touches it? Yeah, that was the plan. Uh, Eclipse, you touch the stone and you see blue-eyed 
baby kind of cooing up at this stone. The crib is fully fixed in this vision. And you see Manus rocking in a chair in the corner of the room. He gets up and kind of lazily flicks the mobile. And then you hear something strange. Instead of a regular burbling of a baby, the baby in this crib starts to make noise. It's like melodic moaning, almost singing. And Manus, for a second, kind of recoils back, and your vision fades. Okay. What else do I know about the magical side of it? This is a pink and green sphere ion stone. Okay. And this ancient shell is causing it to resonate. Oh. What that mechanically means... Okay. Is this is a it's not flawed, it is a normal pink and green sphere ion stone. Ooh, so expensive. Which imparts a plus two enhancement bonus to charisma. Slotless. In addition, the resonance of the item also gives the wielder a plus one bonus on will saves. Oh, cool. That rocks. That bonus, I don't believe, is typed. That does rock. Wow. That does... That is really, really awesome. Um, so if somebody wants that, I'd like to I'd like to just propose that whoever wants that, if, uh, for example, like Freya wants that, can, does Freya have something of charisma that she can give to Air Bear? Because Air Bear desperately needs more charisma. Unfortunately, uh, well, Freya does want that. Uh, she does have abilities uh, that connect with charisma, but wisdom is her main stat. So she actually has a headband of wisdom. Gotcha. On. Doesn't charisma bump up how many channels you get? If it bumps up channels, it's going to. It does bump up channels, but it also bumps up the challenge stuff. That's true allows Air Bear to get more than one chain challenge a day. And and Brooks, you don't have any bonuses to charisma, right? Correct. No. Okay. I should take this for myself. Mitsume takes and walks out the door. <laughs> Mitsume has it in her hand. Mitsume uh, enhances his... Uh, perception check. His has been touching it for a solid minute. We're both touching it, because I found it. <laughs> it's not awkward at all. Uh, no, I, I, I fucked around, no. Uh, two original party members are fighting. <laughs> Again, this is... Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways. Uh, uh, you think that now that you know what this is, this thing was radiating onto the baby with that resonant power protecting it. Yeah. Interesting. So with that, then, I don't care who it goes to, but obviously it's got to be Prayer or Air Bearer. I think both of them benefit the party, but either way, Eclipse would kind of break it off of the mobile and... She would say, I think this is 
what helped build Lyra into her great singing powers, and I think it maybe it protected her a little bit as a baby. This is quite a powerful item. We could put it to good use still. And maybe with its help, we can make sure that others are safe. I will certainly take it if it means that we can protect this town even more. Yeah, doesn't this uh, make it easier for you to give battle instructions out? Since those are your challenges. The case could be made that Frey just received a fuck ton of items. Yeah, yeah. I do really want this one. An embarrassment of good. riches, one might say. Yeah, uh, I could have even gotten the cape, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think giving Air Bear an item would be good. Freya does have a decent amount of charisma already. At least until Air Bear can get his own charisma headband. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to spend my money on charisma. this for an undetermined amount of time. Sure. <laughs> That's all you really find in the nursery though. But right. yeah, it's it's definitely Lyra's old room. Yeah. So you move on through the through the next door? Correct. Uh, you open the door. Why don't you guys place yourselves on the map? Might I proposition you? <laughs> no. That, that after reading journals, communing with ghosts, going through Lyra's shit, all right, thank you very much. But I will place myself on the map. I literally yes. only cared about that for that combat. All right, good. <laughs> okay, so... Then leading the charge is usually Air Bear, and then Matumbe, Eclipse, Freya. Perfect. Matumbe and Eclipse are the same level. All right. Wide windows provide a panoramic view over the grounds of the estate here. A grand desk of finely carved hickory sits before these windows, along with a large chair of rotted leather. This looks like it was a drawing room, but the chamber's been ruined by rain blowing through all the busted out windows. Okay. Time to proceed caution cautiously with, with you know, lots of perceptions? Sure. Yeah. Freya's also going to uh, instead of perceiving trying to detect magic into the room. I got a 27 on that perception. 22. 33. 34 if it's traps. Sure. You don't see anything that's not ruined in this room, really, besides the the desk. The desk looks swollen and water damaged, but the drawers and stuff are intact. There's a set of double doors to the other side of the room. Detecting magic, you don't detect anything. I imagine you probably sweep the desk as well. You don't see anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I 
I mean, this is a drawing room. There is a desk. People regularly take notes about books at desks. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Okay. We make our way in towards the desk. We should open the drawer. It feels like a trap because it's swollen. I don't like that terminology for a desk. It's a dummy thick desk. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I Double oaked. <laughs> on a Monday afternoon. I hope it isn't a mimic. The drawers are straining. G- give me that rule 34 dummy thick desk. Dummy thick desk. <laughs> Freya's going to stand off to the side a little bit. Yeah, that does not make sense for Freya. Sure. So who's checking out the desk? I'll check out the desk. I can, like right now, the way that it's set up, the desk is kind of like a, a U and a Eclipse and Matupe are on one side of each where there might be drawers on tr- both sides. truly preposterous way to investigate a desk. <laughs> Literally like... <laughs> side to side. If there were drawers on both sides of where the chair sits, Matupe and Eclipse are sitting on both sides, like ready to pull the drawers at once. Sure. So you're pulling the drawers... Yeah. Okay. Huge mistake. Yeah, you pull the drawer and maybe you notice before it bursts some of the reason for the swelling. Uh, There's yellow mold inside Ah. this desk. Ah. It bursts into a cloud. Ah. I need everybody to go ahead and make me a fortitude save. Ah. I dislike this. Definitely gonna use my resolve. Well, I rolled a 12 for a 28, unless it's disease, mind affecting, disarming me, or shadow. I can't hear that, you know, I got skills. I, I couldn't hear it either, but I did throw a little inspiration on here because I think. Because the drum line is way too fucking loud. The drum line's out of control right now. Yeah, I need. I think I needed it to. With the extra inspiration, that takes it up to a 25. Okay. Said fortitude? Yes. 27. 16. If this is a disease, it goes down. If it's a poison, it goes up. Okay. It's a poison. So an 18. You're all okay, but this cloud persists. Does anyone want to make a knowledge check on this stuff? Yeah. What kind of knowledge do you need? I think a mold. Sounds nature or dungeoneering. Probably I could nature. Either yeah, I was gonna say. It's not an aberration like a ooze. I will attempt to aid Matumbe. Then I will not be helping. Sure. Freya does not aid. She's coughing too much. Would be a 25 then. Yeah, 25 is enough to know this. these spores are going to stay in the air around this area for the next like 30 seconds or so and you're gonna have to keep saving because you've started to inhale the mold uh, but you know that fire or s- fire destroys uh, the mold however that might also destroy anything valuable in the desk uh, and sunlight renders it dormant 
they, the mold persists in the air for, for 30 seconds or so. Does that mean, hypothetically, if we left, waited a minute or two, and came back, the danger would be cleared? I don't want to just torch this desk. The issue is doing anything to disturb the mold is going to cause it to belch the spores again. Okay, got so it. So your best bet is to actually make it go dormant or, like, try and destroy it. Otherwise, when you get here, like... Sliding the drawer a little bit is going to make it belch spores at you again. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Okay, everybody out, everybody out. Let's regroup. And I, I think we should all leave the room for a moment to talk about what we need to do to address this. Yeah, and I don't think you guys would have to make another save. You can get out of there in less than six seconds. Eclipse really hangs on like she's not going to leave. She could do this. Do you want to start searching the drawers? Yeah, I think she tra- she makes like she's going to leave with the group, and then as they're out of the way and out of the cloud, she's going to look in the door, in the drawers. Okay, I'm going to say you're going to have to make me three saves to get through the drawers. Does that sound fair to you? I think so. Okay. I think the rest of us at least try to go back the way we came. Yeah, you guys just head back out the way you came. Eclipse, go ahead and make me three fortitude saves. All right, 18 on the die for the first one. Sure. 25. That's still going to be that's still going to be above a 20. Okay. You're good. You find a heavy lead box. Okay. You're able to pull it out of the drawer and reconvene with the rest of the group. It is it it has a lock on it the lock appears to have been smashed. Yes. Yeah, so, sorry guys for going rogue, but I I did my, uh, did took the chances here. My fortitude save with that new cloak of resistance is a plus 16. Oh yeah. There's like no <laughs> there's not a lot of Jeez, chances I'm going to wow. lose it. So I just eclipse sticker chances. Uh anyway, so she'd bring the lead box out, maybe coughing a little bit, but for the most part relatively unfazed and she's like I think I'm going to find something, but uh I don't know. It's like the lock's not quite there. Can I try and rip it open? Yeah. Okay. It opens easily. Oh, perfect. Uh, it has that same slime on it. Okay. Someone or something has been in here filching items. It looks like when you open it, well, the first thing you see is a book bound in cracked whale hide with eldritch symbols in a language that none of you understand on the cover. Menace. Is this the book? Underneath you find uh, what was probably the original purpose of the lead box before this book was hastily shoved into it. There appear to be magical-looking figurines. What kind of magic? If Freya's detecting magic. Necromancy. Sea sage effigy type magic? These look similar to a sea sage effigy. They're octopoid. Matumbe's definitely heard of things like these before. They're scrimshaws. Hell yeah. Uh, They look like they're from another time. They look like they're weathered by 
the waves like polished white and they're carved into strange shapes. So I could hold each one to get all the magical properties of it or we could do some spell crafts. Either way. Yeah, go ahead and hold them. Okay. Well, just it takes a minute per one. It's still early in the day. I don't think we're particularly rushed. We're okay. not on a super clock right now. Yeah, so Eclipse will hold each one. And then after she holds all these, at some point, she does want to spend a minute with the lead box itself. See if she can sneak peek at maybe the slimy thing. One of these contains the spell reincarnate. Oh. In what way? Like, stored up so you could use it? How? That's what a scrimshaw is. It's kind of oh, like a scroll. Oh, okay. But Matumbe knows. Steve doesn't know, maybe. <laughs> no, a scrimshaw is not. basically like a, a bone scroll, but it, it could contain more spells. It's like a rod, but the charges don't get replaced. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think it was in something in another campaign or something that we did. The only reason I know what it is is because, like, in another campaign or something, we had like a tusk or something that had yeah, like skulls and shackles, well bone oh, Yeah, mm. had like a we had that, and it was uh, it was all engraved, and it had a bunch of different spells, and it. it was really cool. So yeah, I knew, I knew what scr- like scrimshaws were in real life. I didn't know that there was like a Pathfinder equivalent. That's awesome. So number one has restoration. No, reincarnate. Oh, sorry, reincarnate. Far better than restoration. Yes, it is. For real, though, I mean, if somebody dies, though, like, reincarnate is your get-out-of-death-free card if you are okay with switching bodies to another race, potentially. Yep. That's that's a huge win for us to find that. Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't all necromancy. Another appears to be divination now that you kind of study it closer contains a spell contact other plane Ooh. the third one in the case is the most intense magical aura it contains the spell regenerate you see there are two more slots but they are empty Oh. The aura coming off of those, I would allow a spellcraft. They're empty? They're empty, but their magical aura lingers. I will auto-aid Eclipse on this. Okay. 35. The stronger of the two auras was actually like the strongest are in here it was true resurrection and the final aura was dominate person but those two are missing those are some powerful spells those are some ominous spells to have together mm-hmm Especially with a bunch of old gods just wandering around. This book, the ivory of old whale hide, contrasts with the other book that you have, Eclipse. And the symbolism seems even more strange. You can make me a linguistics check, 
opening the cover if anyone has it. Fuck yeah, I can. Well, would you like an assist or a separate roll? What's your What's I, your stuff? I got a plus eleven. I believe I, we never used this one. I believe uh, linguistics is one I get a free d six on. If you get a free d six, then I would auto aid you because I have also have plus eleven. Yeah, I do. All right, I, I'll, I'll roll this on. Yeah, and I just auto aid. Okay. Take a look at this book. It's no bones land in a spiral, but we'll see what we can find. Trash. Oh, dear. 16 before AIDS. True. Oh, 17 oh. before AIDS. Truly awful, awful roll. So 19 total. Yeah. That is Why does anybody else know things about language? Can I roll it? I ate it, so I didn't know how that worked. Well, I think upon discovering the book, Manus would speak up to you. It's written in Maslanti. I had to study for the better part of a year to even begin to figure it out, but I'm fluent now. So, uh, what is, what is this book then? Just what's the name? It's called the Book of Abstruse Geometries. The difference between your book and this book is that your book gave you vague descriptions of what was out there, what was in the dark tapestry. This book tells you how to summon them. Oh. I never wanted power from this book. I just wanted to figure out what was happening. I bought it from a friend of a friend. Petros knew one of his one of his students was an eclectic collector of these kind of things. He Road all over it. So, if I open it, and do I see stuff like written in the margins and stuff? Mm-hmm. I just can I can I ask a clarifying question? Because we had a a shelf that was greasy, and then we had this greasy box that had this book in it. Would Manus be able to clarify, like, oh, that was that book that belonged there, or is that a separate? That was a separate yeah, ritual. Yeah, he, he already, totally. Yeah. Okay, he, just making sure. He would totally clarify that. It seems like uh, whoever took it shoved it in because they, you know, they clearly hastily smashed open this container and they shoved it in here for safekeeping. It doesn't look like the container is made for the book. But as you would know, lead prevents the detection of magic. And with the mold and the lead in here. Well, I think this is this is it. This is this is the book that we were looking for. I wanna see if maybe I can get a glimpse of maybe what or who has been moving stuff around if I hold on to the box. So maybe while one of you inspects the book, I'm gonna hold on to the box. I am a purveyor of 
exotic and interesting literatures, I do not mind holding onto the book. I would roll off on the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, you wouldn't have to roll off on the book, but um, based off of the journal entry, and Manus would probably tell you, like, be careful if you're going to read that book. If it's something a Divian owned, we know it's trouble. Probably a lot of information to be gleaned, but also stuff that might not sit well with your psyche. Okay, hang on. What did what did you mean by that? Did a Divian own this? Uh, Manus said he got it. Or I guess I personally would not know this, but or uh, Freya wouldn't know this. If Manus got it from a friend of a friend who was Lorimore's apprentice wasn't a Divion Lorimore's student. So this was a Divion's book who would have these horrible books in his collection. I didn't I didn't Adivion. know that a Divion was Lorimore's apprentice. I I mean, I recall that now that you're saying I don't it. Remember that at Jesus. All. Wow, Emily. I hate this character so much. I remember these That's things. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, kudos, Emily. Thanks for picking up what I was putting down. Yeah, I was just sitting over here shaking my head to myself. Gosh, I'm so glad you explained it to the class, because clearly <laughs> we didn't get it. Nope. I had a guess. There's only one character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick an asshole in this campaign, I would have who would I pick? I wouldn't be able to exactly, like, pick out his read, or pick out his handwriting, like... Hey, up there, I must tell you about the Divya. <laughs> go back to the clips again. <laughs> Hours go by. I know what we're doing for 142. This is going to be a clip show. <laughs> and you all settle down to tell Air Bear about everything. Uh, yeah, we got to tell him about a Divion, but, like, mostly just the trial clips. <laughs> yeah. And... and Every time a Divion's a jerk, we pull up the one of Lyra calling him a sea cucumber. Sea cucumber. <laughs> yeah, but it's just sea all... Cucumber. Sea cucumber. <laughs> as long as we can all sit cross-legged, that's fine with me. So you guys continuing on now that the yellow mold has dissipated? Yeah, it looks like there's yeah. one room left in this level, maybe? Looks like it. So... You open up the next door and you find a large four-poster bed that sits next to a wide fireplace. The bed has been stripped of covers, but its rotten feather mattress still remains and bears a large dark stain in the center. The wooden headboard once depicted a scene of ships battling upon the waves, but it's now cracked with age in the elements and large gashes further mar its surface. A wheeled chair with a moldy seat and warped wheels stands at the front of the bed. A stairway winds up to the east into the dome above the manor house. A wheelchair? A wheeled chair, yes. A wheelchair. Like, does it look like, in my, like, a traditional sense of a wheelchair, or does it look like... Yes, I mean, it, for the most part, yeah. No, I just didn't know if you were saying, like, a chair with wheels versus a wheelchair are different, so that's why. In in like a Galarian setting like the only reason for a chair to have wheels would be if it was used as like a wheelchair or if you're friends with a crazy inventor like Kroon okay well you know (laughs) Kroon's not in the Adaya Meat House he can't hurt you here (laughs) 
Just let him go. So just uh, with that in mind that there's a wheelchair in this kind of main room, has there been anything but stairs or any other methods to get up and down the floors? That's a legitimate question. Because is there some sort of secret area that we're missing? It definitely looks like it's only been stairs. I mean, there's a decent, especially when this wasn't destroyed, there was a decent amount of area on this floor, though. So if somebody was up here, presumably on bed rest after being pregnant, I don't know. Just a suggestion. Oh, maybe, interesting. Maybe that. I like really didn't even think about it like oh. that. Yeah, I, I immediately went to like taking care of an elderly person or something. I, I assumed elderly or um, a, a literal mermaid that could not use their legs. Yeah. Just flop down the stairs. Maybe yeah. both. <laughs> With it being Lorna, maybe maybe there's a little bit both there. But Here's <laughs> what happens, though. There's always a fast oh, no. way down. Wait, what? You're in possession of the book. It's not being shielded. And these two gaunt, long-legged blurry hounds growl from the corners of the room. I need everybody to make a will save. Oh, dear. Is this a mind affecting? Yes. Okay. Is this a spell or spell-like ability? No. 23. Okay. 24. 22. 16. Everybody but Freya is fine. Freya, you take two points of sanity damage. Uh. As these hounds of Tindalos approach you from the corners of the room. And before we roll for initiative, I'm going to need you to finish your drinks, because we'll see you next Ah! week. I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.